0: hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the jason and cole father-son thing podcast i'm your host jason
1: i'm cole
0: and uh this is episode number 11. so congratulations we're back on track doing an episode a week and our goal is to keep improving um, week by week and putting the content out there and like we're trying to go on YouTube, and uh, right now we're live on Periscope. And really the reason we're live on Periscope at the moment is to get our feet wet on being recorded. Um, the lighting is terrible at the moment, and that's fine. We do, we've do we made an effort, but uh, we need to get some lighting and some microphones and different things that'll make the, uh, at least the watching it, version a little better. But gotta start somewhere, right? Yeah. So let's dive right into it. Um first thing we're gonna discuss is we put out there um on Facebook you can follow us at Jason Nicole Father Son Thing Podcast on Facebook. We put it on there, you know, give us some ideas on show content for this week and Brad Polk, he's one of our uh well, he's a friend of mine, but He's one of our major supporters, and he wants us to talk about the impact that Dan Mullen has made on the Gators this season. So we're gonna use that, I'm gonna talk a little bit about that, and then we're gonna use that to get into our discussion about how soccer's going for you so far this season. So first off, as a Gator fan, very excited. Me too. Uh, they are fun to watch again. Dan Mullen's brought a, a great brand back to Florida and it's just fun to be a gator fan again um last couple years have been rough uh, for a while but um more than a couple years we're playing florida football again and for a gator fan that's exciting um the impact that coach mullen has made on the gators is huge and one of the things that you know i love coaching um coached for a lot of years not coaching at the moment but one of the things that i love about it is the impact that you can make on a team and how you can
1: how you can coach them and then learn and then the players can learn that stuff and impact it on the game right
0: like. yeah and you need to speak up a little bit oh, sorry. um but yes i mean that is one of the things about coaching is you know getting the best out of a player or motivating a player. Or, doing different things with strategy and alignment and your system and all that stuff, that's a huge part of coaching and something that I really enjoy. And I've always been kind of envious of football coaches and how huge of an impact they may not only in a game, but can really dictate how a team comes together, how a team bonds and It's a. I think of all the sports, coaches have the biggest impact in football than any other sport. Would you agree? Yeah. Um, You know, soccer coaches, baseball coaches do little thing when you pull the pitcher and you know the lineup and stuff like that. But soccer, you know, you've got your strategy and your alignment, your formation, and your style of play. But really, within the game make little adjustments here and there. It's like chess, but the player's got to go out and do it. But football, football coaches can have such a huge impact in the game just by how they lead young men. And it's so cool. And then calling the plays and, you know, actually being able to call a play against a certain defense just co- football is amazing. we formations to where your
1: wide receivers or right. tight ends
0: can go. Right. So the question was how, talk about how Dan Mullen has impacted the Gators. And, you know, it's not that Will Muschamp or Jim McElwain weren't good coaches. Obviously, they were good coaches. The University of Florida hired them. So they hired them for a reason. They had, you know, a good track record or whatever. But... What makes a great coach in football is exactly what Dan Mullen has done. A lot of people, yeah, the Gators, you know, it'll take a couple of years and he'll get them right back up there. And we're seven games in, we're six and one. Um, if you would have told me six and one at the beginning of the year going into the Georgia game, I said, sign us up. I would never have thought we'd be six and one right now, but we are. And we play Georgia. If we could beat Georgia, Oh, we got Missouri, South Carolina at home. Florida State sucks. And it could be a magical season. Dan Mullen has
1: made a huge impact on the game.
0: Huge. It's, and it's, it strictly has been done because it's a lot of, you know, most of the same players. He got a few freshman recruits, but there's not a lot of freshmen making an impact right now. He's doing it with the players that were already in the program, but he's doing it by consistency, discipline work ethic. Being a leader and and someone when you talk that they believe what you're saying and buy into what you're saying and buy into your system and the fan base is rallied around it what he's done is amazing. We knew he was a great coach. But to come in and take a quarterback that Gator Nation was just couldn't stand Felipe Franks. And to come in and Mentor him and show him the way, and it's not like he's lighting things up, but he's not losing his games, and they're finding ways to win. Like they're winning. With it was
1: surprising team. when they beat LSU, the third team in the league, and they're not even ranked.
0: They beat um, well Mississippi State the week before, but um, my point of that. Oh, they're finding ways to win. You know, they won with their defense. They've uh, special teams. It's been great. The punter is outstanding. The freshman kicker is doing great. The um, trick plays, you know, they've, they've slugged it out. they tried to slug it out a little bit. They, you know, went up against an LSU team, and coach called them soft a couple of weeks prior. They were playing soft, and they needed to be more physical. And they went out against LSU, who traditionally – is a physical football team and they went out there and slapped lsu in the mouth and they got slapped back and they came right back at them and they won that game just by their heart and then lsu turns around and slaps the crap out of georgia and beats georgia so what dan mellon has done is amazing i see nothing but great things for florida in the next five to ten years um when and then he starts he'll getting, start coaching. when he well he will be, I think. And with Dan Mullen, it's not about, you know, a lot of people talk about recruiting and five star and, and where your recruiting class is and the top ten in the nation and you know Alabama and Clemson and Florida State. They're always going to be up there, but with Dan Mullen, it's not about, you know, the five star kids and the four star kids. It's about finding the right players to fit into a system and getting the most out of those players. Yeah. And he said it the other day in a press conference, put you know players in position to make plays and use them to their strengths. And I, I think, um, along with Urban Meyer, you know, Dan Mullen right now to me is the best at that. You know, Urban Meyer came in and did it with the younger coaching staff, and Dan Mullen was on that staff. I don't know if you know that or not. He was the offensive coordinator. Hello. But, um, you know, that's a huge thing. And now we've got somebody that understands the pressure and what it takes to win in the SEC and what it means to be a Florida Gator. So that being said, before we move on to coaching um, and coaches that you've had in your life, I just want to touch on one thing, UCF. Um, may have some UCF fans that are watching this. Look, I love y'all, I support you. My sister went to school there. I'm a UCF fan, okay? Great year last year, undefeated. Didn't make the playoff. Got it right. Yeah, I get it. Alright? But all the UCF fans right now that are all up and arms, so that they ain't ranked high, let the season play out. Handle your business. Beat Cincinnati. Beat USF. After that, make sure you don't lose any of the other easy games that you got. And be undefeated again and then worry about talking. You're talking too early. I care about y'all. Don't do it. Don't be a like Florida State fan. Okay? It's too early. You really only got two to three games on your schedule. You still got two of them left. Calm down. It'll be alright.
1: Ted, it seems like you're the one who
0: needs to calm down. No, I'm just saying like I don't I already got Miami fan and Florida State fan you gotta deal with. It. I don't need to deal with UCF fans. I don't know any USF fans. I mean, I, they got a decent program, but... They're uh, okay. uh, uh, Cousin Chris is a USF fan, but... Huh. I didn't
1: yeah.
0: Well, that's where he we went to school. Anyway, um, so, you know, you don't hear from USF fans is what I mean. I don't need to hear from UCF fan. Calm down. All right? Win your games... Then y'all could cry. They're talking about getting a bus. Listen to this. They're talking about getting a bus and going to Jacksonville for the Florida Georgia game and having signs behind ESPN's game day and basically bashing ESPN because Florida jumped UCF in the polls and Florida was on a bye week. Hey, calm down. There's a, there's a huge difference between UCF and Florida and the SEC and whatever conference it is that y'all playing. Now ain't taking away anything from UCF. I'll even say if UCF and Florida matched up this Saturday, I think we have just a good a shot to win just like playing against Georgia. I think you guys are at that level now, where on any Saturday they can beat a Florida, a uh,
1: Georgia.
0: Maybe even and, LSU. Maybe even LSU. But the thing about it is, in one game, but can you, UCF, can you, Say UCF jumped into the SEC. Does UCF fans feel strong enough about their team and their defense that they could play Kentucky, who beat us, Mississippi State, LSU, Tennessee, Georgia, all back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back, basically, right? And then throw in South Carolina and Missouri, and even though, okay, South Carolina Missouri, those teams are beat you. Vanderbilt, they'll beat you Every single game you gotta be ready And I just don't see that In the conference that you're in Shouldn't be having any trouble With some of the teams you're playing You got a good program You're coming up Know you roll. calm down Win the the two big ball games That are on your schedule And then talk Getting a bus to go to Jacksonville To pick it Okay, outside the thing is on the same level as college kids needing counseling because of being offended. It's it's just ridiculous. Stop it, UCF fan. All right.
1: The not over. <laughs> All
0: right, so that's gonna get us into um, coaches that you've had, mm-hmm. and we're, we're gonna stay on the topic of you know like Dan Mullen's impact on the Gators. I want to hear from you on some of the coaches that you've had And how you think they impact the team in a good way or bad way? If it's a bad way, you don't have to say the coach's name, but you can just say the experience. If it's a good way, you want to shout out that coach. You can do that as well. All right. So, question to you is: Who is your coach that you can look back on so far and say this coach? believed in me, gave me a chance, and kind of helped you go in the direction that you're going?
1: My coach right now, Coach Corey.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, I keep forgetting his name because I have a goalie training coach that's named Coach Cody, and and my actual coach that's named Coach Corey. So I get their names mixed up sometimes.
0: So why do you say Coach Corey?
1: Because he pushes everyone on the team really hard, and he gives me a shot at goal, and He lets me do the uh, passing drills and stuff like that. And then maybe at the end of of practice, he lets me go and go. And I think he's the one who really pushes me and gives me the opportunity to do well on the team.
0: Okay. So um, this is your first year with Coach Corey, and he's a good coach. I can tell he knows what he's doing. Um, He's... I like the way he um, praises you guys, but at the same time, when you screw up, he's going to get on. Mm-hmm. So, I like that, but you've got to have it both ways. You've got to be you know, telling you when you're doing good, telling you when you're doing bad, and be consistent with that. So, I give him props for that. But, how did you get to the point that you're at? Because I know early episodes, one and two, around there, we kind of talked about last soccer season and how it was going. So talk a little bit about the coaches you had prior to Coach Corey that kind of paved the way for you to be in the position that you're in.
1: And it was last year that I started playing goalie. My uh, three – no, two or three coaches last season, they, they gave me an opportunity in goal in practice, and I did really well. And in the game that weekend, he let me play in goal, and that's what started this opportunity for me to be a goalie.
0: And what was the... So that was Coach Gary that gave you that opportunity. And Coach uh, Garrett. And Coach Gary. But what did Coach Garrett... What was the reason that Coach Gary said, let's try this kid in goal?
1: Everybody on the team got to go into the goal and block shots. But I guess he thought I was the best at it and he put me in goal that weekend.
0: But wasn't there something with the football? Throwing a, you guys were throwing a football around in practice and coach saw you diving and catching passes.
1: No, that was soccer.
0: I thought it was, a, you guys no. were throwing a football around too. No. No? Okay. So coach saw your athleticism mm-hmm. and how you were catching the ball and he said, wait a second. This guy might be able to play goal for us, right? Mm-hmm. And then you win the goal and the thing about that team, it made that team better because they had a good goalie but that goalie was a good field player, and he was able to go out and play on the field. Which you basically lengthened the team by you going to go and doing a good job, yeah. put another good player on the field, made your team better. Um, but I want to talk a little bit about the development that I've seen in you from last year to this year, and I'm uh, proud of that. I that I see. Okay, so I feel you got a big shout-out to Coach Cody on that. Yeah. Because the goalkeeping training that you're getting is obviously paying off. And, you know, to be fair, I'm very proud of you for your last game. Um, Cole got pulled out a goal in his last game uh, after he gave up his seventh goal of the game. Um, they ended up losing the game 9 nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, that's, that's, another, that. that's another move that Coach did that I respected because he pulled you out of goal. Now, some people could be like, oh, he's mad at Cole, he gave up seven goals. No, that's not why he pulled you out. Of. He pulled you out because he didn't want you giving up anymore. You had a good attitude, you weren't quitting, you were being positive. And out of those seven goals, maybe two of them were a mistake. But the rest of them, you couldn't stop him. I mean, you know, you can't give up shots 10 yards out and expect to stop
1: him. I almost gave up eight because there was one of the ones where one kid was offsides and he scored. But they called it offsides, yeah. So it was almost eight.
0: So a lot of the goals, you know, the couple of them you should have came out challenged. They still should have scored. A good forward should score on that. But you make it a little harder for them. Little simple things of getting your body in front of the ball, arms extended out, catching it. Um, yeah, all easy fixes. Okay. <clears throat> the thing that I'm liking is your attitude, your hustle, your work ethic. Saturday's game, not you know, towards the second game, not as much. Kind of lost it, but you refocused on Sunday. You got to have a good attitude all the time. You got to work hard and develop and the one thing that I see out of you is huge from last year to this year is what I like to tell you and your sister is goalie sway like if you look at a goalie and he looks like he's a goalie and he hops around and has that bounce to him that good goalies have, that's goalie sway you got that that bounce in your step back there And I warm up. wanted to
1: make a t-shirt Instead yeah. of hashtag goalie
0: swag You've got it When you warm up You, look, you command the goal you, you know. But the biggest thing for me and Being a player, ex-player And ex-coach That I love that you're doing Is your decision making And distributing the ball A lot of people take that for granted With goalies A goalie's job is to just stop shots No, a goalie's job is to run the team from the back be that leader, be that voice in the back. Now the voice part you gotta get better at, but that's growth. But when you're get when you get the ball, you're quick with it, you're coming out, you're looking to distribute with a roll out, a throw out, if it's not there and you kick, you're you've got a an idea of what you're trying to do. I watched you take a kick in I think it was Saturday's game, where you ran up and you turned your body to the side and you took like a jiu-jitsu side kick and the, I was like what the heck kind of kick is that and the ball went like right over the kid's head right to your teammate's feet and that was not a normal punt that you would ever do but it was like in your mind you knew I gotta get it there, I gotta get it over his head and athletically you did it your goal kicks, coming out, putting the ball in the middle looking to the open man, playing feet fast a lot of I've heard a couple times coach say to you well done Cole Because what he sees is when you do that fast and you play the right ball and make the right decision and your teammates are in the right positions and they play simple and they play within the system, you get into the attacking third and all that has started with your keeper. So that's huge. It's not just about playing goalie and blocking shots. It's being a leader, starting the attack from the back, making good decisions, and those are the things that I'm judging you on as a not only a parent, but just I'm looking at the game as a coach, and I'm like, man, like, okay, you know. And they saw that in you. Yeah, coach Cody's been doing a good job of working. Your diving is phenomenal. I mean, as far as willing to put your body on the ground and all that stuff. Coach
1: Cody really pushes that single extra. Oh, yeah, I
0: watched, I watched 10 minutes of y'all's goalie training, and uh, that's some intense stuff.
1: So
0: yeah, yeah, we had to do like a pass and then we had to dive. Yeah. So I just want to say I'm proud of you for what you're doing and, and your work ethic. And now you got to transition into, okay, i got to keep developing. How do I develop? Not only with Coach Cody, but, okay, how do I develop and become an all-around good keeper? And I think, one, you should watch some more soccer. And I think you should watch goal, goalie YouTube videos and, and get some ideas and tips. You know, and you'll get this, like, one, the one game, you guys played Winterhaven twice so far. And yeah. you, you lost both of those games. And yes. Winterhaven is very fast at the top. And in that game, you made some mistakes by holding your line and not going out on the 1v1. But they had a lot of breakaways. And breakaways, a forward's supposed to score. Okay? But one of the things as a goalie... Is you recognize what the other team's trying to do along with your coach, and you throw out those subtle, you know, I don't know any of your teammates' names, but Jacob goal side on number nine because you're getting beat with breakaways, so you want to keep reminding, hold your mark tight, goal side, because if they're goal side, they can't run straight onto that through ball; they gotta go around them. So if they have their marks good, it'll it'll. Deter or be a deterrent for some of those breakaways, but that's your job as the keeper because they don't see all the time what you see. You're like control
1: the field, like
0: yeah. If you you see if you see number nine is unmarked and number ten may not see is because he's coming up his backside, and your teammate needs to pick that guy up and hey Jacob, watch number nine on your back, and then Jacob, go side nine. Like, if you know that's his mark, that's your job to let them know what's going on. So, that's what I do
1: when it's a corner kick. Like,
0: exactly the same way, the same control you have on a corner kick. Jacob, get goal side, get far post. Like, that's our build a wall for a free kick. Like, that same thing you can be doing in during the game when the ball is in midfield or our attacking third you can line everybody up as the ball's coming down into the midfield and they're coming into our defensive third. You're lining everybody up, making sure that we got our good, the way coach sets your team up. Or if the
1: ball's downfield, it's all the defense push-up or, like, anybody that needs to go up, push-up. <laughs> you know, what's funny. But the
0: big thing on that is you need to understand what Coach Corey's trying to do with the defense. So when he's talking to defenders at practice, you need to be paying attention. What's he telling them? What's the wording he's using? What's, that way you can be an extension of coach on the field because the well, last thing you want to do is tell somebody to do something wrong, right? Yeah. So you need to understand are we playing a 3 back, 4 back, 5 like what 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 system are we playing? And what's their roles in that system? If the ball's all the way on your right side, right? Well, we know our furthest left defender doesn't need to pass midfield. We got to have somebody in the center. You know, so little things like that are simple that you should know. But then you start learning what coach wants and how who he wants marking man to man, or are we playing a zone or like you, you learn that stuff and you relay that to the team during the game. So little things to learn. But a lot of you know, you're you're getting a lot better. And I'm seeing the growth and the improvement in you, so you're probably seeing on that. So uh, next um, do you have a topic that you would like to discuss?
1: Actually,
0: no. You have no topics for this week that you want to discuss?
1: No.
0: Um, How's school going? It's going
1: pretty cool. Pretty well.
0: The grades? Mm-hmm. Um, once again, we're live on Periscope at the moment. Not sure anybody's listening to us. following. We got one person. So thank you for listening. We'll get better each week. Um, but we got to start somewhere. And that's part of... What well, we just got done discussing is work ethic, and we put a podcast out every week and we work on our filming and we work on our sound, and we continue to improve right We don't have to be we don't have to be the Joe Rogan experience or you know the brilliant idiot, like we don't have to be like a major podcast yet, but we start, we put out content, and we try to improve each week. Each week, each week, get a little better. Yeah,
1: we can start from the bottom and now we're
0: here. Oh, hello. How about that? That's the song, eh? So, um, no need to, if you don't have anything that you want to touch on, um, no need to go any further on this episode. But again, with the podcast, we need to be consistent, put something out of each week, even if it's only 26, 27 minutes. But our goal is going to be try to get in that over half hour. 45 minute and um, but we got a long way to go If we're going to have a successful podcast and be able to do this and the ultimate goal is going to be to help other father and sons right so maybe we touch on as you get older dating or problems at school and, and we have some things that you know we can save for next week that we can discuss we could discuss now but we'll we'll hold it yeah put it in the ba- the, the bag and bring it out next week so with that being said whoever our one listener is thank you you can email us at uh, jason and cole at gmail.com right email us if you got any show ideas topics you want us to talk about father son type things um we're open book we'll discuss anything I mean anything we'll discuss it like it through, you know um if it's your thing, we'll discuss it. Like you know, something possibly could happen in the future. How will we handle this? Or we'll actually discuss actual things that have happened with Cole and how I'll handle it as a father to teach him life lessons and become the best man that he can be. Um, so, with that being said, you got anything you want to say to the listeners? And
1: for topics for next week or any week, our Facebook is Jason and Cole
0: a father something podcast a father
1: something podcast
0: check us out on twitter no we don't have twitter um, check us
1: out on facebook and leave hit the link
0: below you see the button down there hit it subscribe see it right right there no we don't have that yet but we'll have it one day so we're gonna keep improving so thanks to Ariana not, our producer we're for this-
1: not on youtube yet
0: I, we're gonna get there I know
1: next week It was
0: a joke alright so thanks to Ariana our producer for this episode lighting Rosie uh, thank you, to everybody who's listening. Right. Check us out next week. Jason Nicole, Father Son thing. Peace.